You're listening to Photo Biz Exposed with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Photo Biz X. I'm being joined by Jeff Brown, the photography mentor and business coach based in the UK. Uh, you may know that Jeff is presenting an upcoming course on building a photography website that actually works. There's a whole lot of information on the registration page, which you'll find at photobizx.com forward slash website course. But I thought it'd be great to get Jeff on and ask him a few questions about the training, what places him in a position to be able to deliver the training, what he's seen in in regards to results from other clients that he's worked with, and and why now is a a good time to actually do this training uh, depending on the type of website that you have, what kind of content you have, and if your if your website's actually doing any kind of converting at all, which is what it's designed to do. So, Jeff, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks again, Andrew. It's always a pleasure to be on. <laughs> Mate, let, let's start with, yeah, look, the, the big question, what places you in a position to actually be able to deliver training like this? First, Firstly, I, I think I discovered StoryBrand. So I don't know if you're aware of StoryBrand by Donald Miller, which is, you know, it's a, it's a concept for where to lay out a website that um, takes the client on a journey from empathizing, selling the benefits, showing your authority, and then qualifying with, with a price and driving them to take action. And I first heard about StoryBrand when I read the book about probably, I think it was probably about six years ago. Then I did the Story Brand course about five years ago, and I redid it again last year. The Story Brand course isn't isn't cheap, but it is absolutely fantastic, and it makes complete sense. And in two th- back in two thousand and twenty two, uh, August two thousand and twenty two, Google went through the helpful content update, which when you pick the bones out of what the helpful content update is all about in the white paper that Google released. It is really looking for these sort of websites, a website that is built for customers, not for just trying to showcase images. So by creating a website that goes through this um, this this journey for the customer, not only are you making the whole um, journey for the client or the, the website visitor clearer, um, you're also going to be um, uh, in favor with Google and what Google is looking for with regards to SEO. So this is something I've been passionate about myself for about five or six years now. Uh, and, and in part of my own uh, photography mentoring training, this is something I've trained with with people one-to-one, with photographers in over 22 countries around the world in all different forms of niches. God knows how many different niches of photographers I've worked with, but um we all go through this, what I call a scroll to a sale website. And the reason being is now that websites are, it's all about the scroll, isn't it? It's its not what it used to be like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago when it was about individual pages on that, on that homepage and you did your navigation through the pages. People like something that's fast loading, super fast loading, and they've got all the information there at their fingertips when they're utilizing their mobile phone. Okay, so if you if you have a scroll to a sale style website, which is what you're advocating, and Google is too, you can still have a menu at the top that will just jump to different parts of that one long page, can't you? That's totally right. That's totally right. Um, but ideally, what you want to do is you want to remember them when somebody comes to your website, they can do one of five things. Um, 
And there's only five things they can do. They can they can actually um, they can phone you directly there and then if there's a call a call number at the top of your website. They can click on a, a schedule an appointment or schedule a call button if you have a link to an online diary. They can leave their email address in exchange for something for free. That could be a brochure or a voucher. And they could make a direct purchase if you allow somebody to purchase a voucher or purchase prints. Now, the fifth somebody, fifth thing somebody can do when they're on your website is hit the back button. And the back button is the most used button on the internet. And you don't want them to do that. You want them, when they come to your website, you want them, even if they're not going to make a purchase, to at least leave their email address. And that is the whole purpose of a scroll to a sale website that before somebody goes, They've gone through this. They've gone through that homepage. They've learned. You've empathized with them. That you've sold them the benefits of what you actually do because people buy benefits. They don't just buy the images. You speak in their language. You've qualified them with a price and you've got them to do some form of action at the very minimum amount. Leave their email address so you can retarget them and remarket them. But we want them to get in touch because if they hit that back button and go, they're gone. We can't get them back. We, we, we don't know where they've gone. The, 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 you know, the chances are they could go to a competitor's website. So the, the home page is the most important page because now people are hanging around on websites for between three and 10 seconds if they're not getting that message. If it doesn't connect with them, if it doesn't empathize, speak their language and create that initial desire then they're going to be gone because there's so much choice. There's so much opportunity out there to find what we want. We're so lazy. We're just, oh, I'm not going to read any more. It hasn't clicked with me. I'll hit the back button. And you, you probably do that. You see them in your own purchases, don't you? Regularly, regularly. One of the things you, you do have, or we have on the registration page is, you know, you're going to be talking about fonts and, and colors and language um, and design, all these things that when I think, man, it's going to be scary to have to redo all those things uh, on my website if, if Jeff is suggesting I should. So how, like, what do you say to the photographer that's thinking like me, thinking, oh, my God, do I have to change my brand colors? Do I have to change you know, everything I've done uh, all at once to make the most of this? Uh, not necessarily, and it could even be just a small change in the brand color or or the fonts. I mean, one thing I would say about fonts is it, it, it's a good idea to have you know Google safe fonts, uh, so that the you know web safe fonts that they uh, are going to be displayed on every type of browser. Uh, with regards to colors, we're going to go deep into branding, and when whenever I get clients joining my my program, they're like Jeff, I want to start my website. I'm Jeff, I want to do my LinkedIn. Jeff, I want to do Facebook ads, and I say, well. Before you do any of that, the thing you've got to get right first is your brand because brand is the core of every business. People buy on perceived value and that's in everything. You know, we, we buy cars, we book hotels, we buy clothes on the perceived value and perceived value is determined by colors, fonts, message and feel. If it was determined on price and products alone, if it was determined on price, there'd be no such thing as a premium brand. All the premium brands in the world would vanish and people would just buy on price. If it was de determined on products, people would spend a lot more time assessing. You know, I can't tell the difference between um, a BMW and, and a Ford because I'm not a mechanic, but I buy the badge. I can't tell the difference between a Ralph Lauren shirt 
and a one from Next for 25 quid, but I buy the badge. And the badge is the brand and the perceived value that goes with that brand. And that's what we're trying to say as photographers. Remember that your customers aren't photographers. They're not judging your images technically. What they are judging you is on your brand, which is your perceived value. And because we've all been branded to since we were little kids, we know what colors and fonts. You you can walk into a shop or you can walk into a restaurant with your wife and, and in, you know, stand outside and determine from just standing outside that restaurant how much you're going to spend. And that, you haven't seen the food yet. That is on the perceived value of the fonts, the colors, what you call the curbside appeal of the of the actual building. And we want our curbside appeal of our website to scream high perceived value. If we look premium and the whole branding is premium, then somebody comes to our website and we have, it could be quite a high price, but not exuberant. If the brand looks really high quality and then the price is maybe, you know, a little bit down from the brand pool, actually it's not as expensive as I thought. And a, a classic example of this is, you, you know, I bought my girlfriend a, a Tiffany's necklace. So it goes on to at Christmas, you know, as, a, as an additional present. Went on, I thought, oh, it'll be nice to get her, you know, because she's been she's been lovely to me this past year. Get her a really nice gift. Went on, first-class service, amazing service from Tiffany's. The whole brand is, you know, it, it speaks premium brand. It speaks high-end. When the product come through, actually got a shock. You know, it was beautifully packaged, everything. But when, it, when you opened it up and you looked at it and you're like, my God, it's tiny, <laughs> you know, and it's not, it's not. Like that's not worth seven hundred quid, you know. It's, it's minute. So the you know you know fr- the actual product itself, the silver's worth is not worth seven hundred quid, but the perceived value of the brand. When she got that box, you know that eyes popped out of her head. She's oh my god, you got me a Tiffany's, and it's the perceived value because that's what we buy. And we want people, we want our photography brands to be the Tiffany, you know, and that is the key. Now your 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 customer. They, they can't tell they can't tell an amazing quality photograph technically they're not going to be judging on leading lines and depth of field and differential focus and you know all that sort of stuff but what they can suss out a mile off is a cheap looking brand because we we're all branding experts and we do it all the time you know you walk past the restaurant go i'm not going in there i don't like the look of it because of the external factors every top premium brand in the world sells on external factors and because with a premium brand, expectations are first-class quality and first-class service. So that is one of the reasons we pay that extra money because that is associated with a premium brand. So that's where we want to be positioning our websites because that sets us up to get that higher income from clients. When I hear you talking about brands and branding, you know, you're throwing out companies like Tiffany's, Ralph Lauren, um, you, you know, the, these big, big brands, BMW. Um, yeah. I, I'm sitting here thinking, man, I'm a one-man band. Maybe there's two or three of us. I'm never going to be a BMW in my photography business. Like how, how can I ever compare myself to that brand with my little photography studio here in Australia? Because the same brand value, this is again where a lot of photographers probably potentially got wrong is, you know, they the look at the photographer down the street, then they'll go to some guy on five and spend 10 quid on a logo and say, right, that's my branding done, right? I'm going to get a new website now. You know, now, like these brands that I've just mentioned, you know, they've spent millions and billions of 
pounds and dollars on branding, on understanding what colors, what fonts for all different types and all different aspects and niches and industries, what appeal to their ideal clients. Now, one of the big things is, depending on what niche or genre of photography you're in, your ideal client will have a perceived value in certain fonts, colors, and, and an understanding. Now, if you can mirror that in your brand, you're already, when they look at your brand, they will put the same belief and perceived value in your brand as they do for these premium brands. So one of my clients who's a headshot photographer, her um, her ideal clients are women. Um, she knows what the, you know what type of brands they, they like. Her font that she uses on her website is, I think it's either Burberry or Gucci. She's using exactly the same fonts and she's using very similar colors because that is what her ideal clients are already looking for. I'm just been, we've just been building a website for a, um, a wedding photographer and his, his fonts and his colors represent a premium fashion brand that he knows his ideal clients love. So he wants to have the same association and perceived value that that brand is already dictating with the colors and fonts that they use. So it's not rocket science. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You, you look at people within your niche and your industry, you're already doing that and your customers are already aligned to, and then you mirror that into your brand. Got it. Okay. So without sugarcoating things, that there's a very good chance that if a photographer comes to the training, they will want to go out and change their branding. And when I say branding, I'm talking about their logo, their language, their fonts, that they might want to change, but they're probably going to want to make changes to all those things. Yeah. 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 And and that's something that we're going to learn on, on, uh, on webinar number one on the training. So I'm, I've done it so that we're going to learn about Google. We're going to learn about the helpful content update. We're going to learn about branding, the power of brand, colors, fonts, combining colors and message and feel because that's what brand is. Brand isn't just a logo. It's everything you want your customers to think, feel and believe about you. So we're going to learn about perceived value, create that high perceived value. And then as homework at the end of, uh, I think it's the Monday night, at the end of Monday night, we're going to give you the uh, the, the homework and then ready for the next um, webinar number two, you'll come back with your colours, your fonts, and your header already done. And we can actually do a few reviews of people's uh, headers or font colours and 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 the research that they've done. So I'm gonna we can utilise all different types of um, um, photography niches as well. So you know I'm quite happy as, as you know I work with photographers in so many different niches. You know if people want to find a way, Jeff, how will this apply to headshots? How will this apply to pet photography? How will this apply to weddings? I can give you examples and give you ideas. Beautiful. I love it. And you're also going to be talking about opt-ins and, and opt-in lead magnets, if you like, uh, opt-in boxes, yes. uh, pricing, um, you know, yeah. all, the, all the things we should have on our website to actually convert a visitor to a, to a client. Totally, totally. Because we want that website to work. And, and this is what I say, you know, I help photographers create websites that work. And if your website isn't converting people, if it isn't getting them to do one of those four things, you know, make a call, schedule a, schedule an appointment, purchase, or leave their email address. If it's not doing one of those four things, then somebody's going to hit the back button and leave. So 
web traffic, you know, you can say, oh, yeah, I'm getting loads of traffic to my website. It doesn't matter how much traffic you get in. It's how much of that traffic converts or how much of that traffic you are making contact with. I would rather have 10 unique visitors a month and three email signups and two people book a call than a thousand visits per month and one inquiry. You know, you need to be converting those over. And if you have what I call a traditional portfolio gallery style website, unfortunately, firstly, that's going to start really dropping off in 2023 with Google's latest update. And Google have even said that in their white paper that they produced in December that low value content websites are now going to start being penalized and come to the bottom of the searches. But not only are Google going to be penalizing you, you're not communicating and creating a desire with your clients to make that purchase. And remember, you need to lead them along a journey. If you want to sell a wall art, you don't want to be selling the experience of just the photo shoot on your homepage. You need to educate them about the value of wall art right from the start of the journey, because that's going to make the sale process really easy when they come to actually do the in-person viewing. So it's all about selling the end solution and understanding what your end solution to the client is, because quite often, you know, the photo shoot itself is just the first part. That is the step to the solution that the client is looking for. So it's about understanding their solution, selling that, creating that desire, getting that excitement so that they click through, they book that call. And then, you know, because once you get them onto a call, then you can give them all, all the information that they need. But it's about creating that desire. And that desire comes from the written word. And there's a certain way to write that. Love it, mate. I'm looking forward to it. Mate, have you, I mean, I know you work with photographers from all around the world. Have you, have you worked with, or can you think of a photographer that you've, uh, you know, focused on their website and seen changes as a result of what you've uh, implemented or what they've implemented? Yeah, I mean, quite, quite a few. I mean, I've got headshot photographers. I've worked with a few headshot photographers lately who we've just recently created new websites for them, but we've, we've changed their website from being a, a website that's a website that's trying to sell headshots to a website that's actually selling um creating the perfect first impression a website that is selling professionalism a website that is trying to sell positioning yourself as a thought leader in the field um somebody who is top of the game so that is much more attractive than trying to sell the image um pet photographers as well i mean literally in the past um, two months that we put out about seven or eight pet photography websites to photographers in the US and the UK. And we're selling that connection between you and your pet, but also that the, um, the image that you create this, this beautiful wall art, that is what the end solution is that we're selling. So if you have a really crap day, if it's chucking it down outside with rain and your, your boss has peed you off and you, you come home fed up, you, you you sit back in the chair, you got your coffee, and you look at this beautiful picture of your of your beloved pet, and it puts a smile on your face. It makes your it makes your house a home. It 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 personalizes your home. So you sell the whole desire for the for the actual the end result. You're not just trying to sell a photograph because if you just try and sell the the experience, then once you've sold the experience, then you have to go through the the hassle in person of trying to sell the wall art as well. <clears throat> So you want to sell the whole thing. Funny enough, I've been looking for a motorbike. Uh, I'm going to get a, motor, a, a motorbike next month. I haven't had a bike for about five years. Booked up to go on holiday with a load of lads doing a, a little motorbike tour of Europe. 
And you look at, I've been looking at Triumph's website and MotorBuc's website. They're not just trying to sell the bikes. What they're selling is the experience. So if you go on these websites, there's a guy pulling up on the beach and he's Triumph Bonneville with his girlfriend on the back. They take the helmets off and they're looking out to the sun setting. They're selling the item. So yes, you've got the idea for the bike, but they're selling, look what you can do when you have this bike. And that makes it more desirable than just, yeah, I'm paying 10 grand for a, for a motorbike. You start to visualize it. Then that, that creates even more of a desire because you start getting excited about the actual product. And that's what we want people to do. We want people to get excited about our services, not just buy photographs. We want them to buy the end solution and what they're doing, get excited and want to own photographs and have photographs. That's so true. I mean, once you point these things out, they become so obvious. And uh, but I don't see a lot of photographers doing this. You know, selling the the actual. We, not many of us go beyond selling the experience. Uh, there are some that try or, or look to sell the wall art, which I think is fantastic. Um, but yeah, we, we don't sell how we're going to feel afterwards. A lot of us don't. So. Yeah, and the, the funny thing is, you know, when you when you start doing this, and when you've actually done this to your own website. Then you start looking around at other things. You go to book hotels, you go to buy cars, you and then, oh, my God, this has been happening to me all the way through my life, everything I've done. But only when you, it's like, you know, when you go buy a red car and then all of a sudden you see red cars everywhere, you suddenly realize, why have I been communicating this so ineffectively when every other industry in the world does it, yet photographers don't? I mean, imagine if you went to a car dealership or to buy a, a new car, and they give you, you went to a website and all you saw was pictures of cars, nothing else, just pictures of cars. And there was no price on there, didn't tell you what features the car came with, um, didn't give you any information, no price, nothing. Yet photographers think, ah, oh, what we'll do is we'll put a really nice logo on, a catchy phrase at the top, a load of images and people will just buy. You know, yes, other photographers might like it, but consumers don't because consumers want information. They want to get excited, they want to know all the stuff we made their purchase, you know. Yet we wrongly communicate ourselves on websites so often, but every other industry in the world does it right, does it effectively and sells the end solution and how you're going to fit. The last question I do have for you is how measurable is this? I mean, I, or, or how is, I'm sure, it, I know it is measurable, but how do you suggest the photographer so that's coming to this training measures the success uh, or failure of what they implement? I think one of the big things is is actually um, if you have a website at the moment that isn't a call to action website, if you've got a website that just has a contact page, um, so people aren't being driven to take action on the homepage, you will start to see how many more people are starting to click through. And obviously with your, uh, you know, with, with your, depending on what platform you've got, you'll be able to track um, how many people are clicking through and also where people are clicking through as well. The other thing is if you're utilizing th- something like uh, WordPress, you'll be able to see the value by putting words on your website, how much it increases your your um, SEO score. So if you're using a, a, a plugin on WordPress, like a rank math, you will see just by creating that extra content and writing the right sort of content, you will start to change um, your SEO score. We, we put websites out now with 100% on the homepage. And it, they're not massively keyword optimized because Google has said it's no longer looking for keywords as paramount. What it's looking for is that that text that 
um, sells the customer journey because Google can actually read all the text now. It can understand what's on your website. So there's been a big shift in the SEO. So, you know, when you do this, you're going to start um, ranking better on the search engines. But when somebody comes to your homepage, you're going to start creating that desire and that interest that they actually click and do and go through. And you'll see a difference in your conversions. How many people have actually come to your homepage, but how many people have actually clicked and gone through? Hopefully you'll start to see more signups as well to your email list. And if you're not blogging, then that's something we're going to be covering as well, because blogging is a great way of building up future clients, clients who are going to come to you in six months or 12 months time. You're nurturing your list and building up people who are at the moment, not ready to purchase, but they're looking for information. Right. So, so with the numbers, could, could the photographer that is coming to the training or thinking about doing the training, they could uh, go into analytics or check out their own analytics, depending on what platform they're using, see, see how many visitors they have coming per month, check how many contact forms are getting emailed to them per month. Yeah. And they would expect yeah. to do this training and then see not not necessarily an increase in the traffic right away, but they should see an increase in the conversions. Not just an increase in the conversions. I think the other the other big thing to realize um, is an increase in perceived value. So I have clients who, you know, have increased their prices and then they've increased them again and they've increased them again and they've increased them again. And what they've noticed is if they've got a high perceived value in the brand's right, the the ability to charge more is is effortless because you've got that high perceived value. So if your brand looks cheap and your brand doesn't communicate well, remember that cheap can be expensive where expensive can be value for money. So that, you know, if if something looks cheap, we'd be like, oh, it's not worth it. So that is one of the other key things is, you know, if you get the brand right, it has the ability to, and by having a, a price qualifying on your website, you'll start to weed out the the time wasters and the people who aren't really going to be your ideal clients, the people who aren't who don't value what you do. You weed those out so you get more qualified inquiries and people who are buying you because they value you. And the other big thing I say about having that qualifier, having the brand right and having the qualifier price on your website, it's good for your mental health. I would rather have three inquiries from people who believed in me and, and and put value in my brand than 20 inquiries a month of people going, um, I want a portrait session for 50 quid. Because what that does, and, and this is photographers experience this all the time, you start to doubt yourself. Oh, am I really worth that? Because your website is appealing to the wrong people. Wouldn't it be great if you had a website that appealed to the right people and when they came onto you, they had value in your brand, high perceived value, and they're like, yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll pay for that. And that's to do with your branding. Now, you know, one of my clients has put her, her prices up five times. Her photography's never changed. It's exactly the same as it was two years ago. But it's the branding and the communication that's allowed her to charge more for it. Mate, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be over two sessions. Uh, if you do register for the live training, uh, you're going to be able to see Greg. Um, 
<laughs> Greg, you're going to be able to see Jeff there on the training. Ask him questions as you go. Uh, potentially put up your website to be reviewed and critiqued by Jeff and uh, give you some hints and tips. And of course, if you if you don't want to put your own website up, you don't have to, but you'll get uh, get the benefit of seeing someone else's website critiqued. So it's going to be a massive couple of sessions. There's going to be homework. If you can't make the live sessions, there's going to be recordings available and I'm going to move everything over to a standalone course on the photobizx.com website. So you'll be, have uh, easy access there. Of course, there's some bonuses. There's PDF downloads. And uh, if you do register for the live uh, training, not only do you save 50% on the cost of the course, uh, you will also get access to the Evergreen Facebook Ads Funnels course, which is going to help you bring more traffic to your brand new website. That's going to be included uh, absolutely free if you register for the live training, which is coming up next week. Jeff, I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait to see you. You said Monday evening. It's going to be my Tuesday morning, so it's going to depend on where the listener is in the world. So, mate, looking forward to it. Uh, Thanks again for coming on and doing this. Fantastic. No problem. And look forward to seeing plenty of people next week. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com.